Hi, this is the Mentoring Lab Podcast, where we create a work BFF mentoring movement, one episode at a time. Here are your hosts, Sarah and Kelly. Hi, welcome to the Mentoring Lab Podcast. I'm Sarah. And I'm Kelly. And how are you today, Kelly? I am fabulous, Sarah. (laughs) How are you? I'm doing pretty fabulous myself. So... Can you believe it? We This is episode 20. This is a really special episode, not only because it's episode 20, but because it's a two-parter where we're going to introduce our real-life work BFFs that we have been work BFFs with for several years. Yeah, I'm super excited. In part one, we're going to talk to one of my work BFFs, Tracy Dean. And I say our journey started well over 10 years ago. So without further ado, let's jump into it. And I hope everyone enjoys the show. I remember us meeting in one of my very first positions where when I worked in the uh, front office, in a director's front office, and I remember you coming in there and you, the office was always just so serious and quiet. And especially when, when the, the head guy was there and everyone was so afraid of him. And I noticed I was one of the very few people who wasn't, I just didn't feel intimidated by him. He was just such a remarkable person, but he didn't scare me. He actually, um, he, he kind of, he, he inspired me. And so you came in the office and you had an appointment with him. And I noticed your interaction with him and his interaction with you. And he lit up when he saw you and you lit up when you saw him. And it's like the whole atmosphere was different. And then when you and I met, because I've heard your name so many different times, but I've heard all these different names, but I heard your name. And when I finally met you, I was like, oh, that's her. And you were just so, you were just so happy. (laughs) You were just happy and light and smiling. And you were very, very inviting. You did not you, you you treated me like you interacted with me as if you saw me. I was not just an admin. Like you didn't treat me as anything beneath or above or anything. You treated me like, you know, like an equal. And I thought that was just, um, it was refreshing because there was always, as I said, there was just so much just just a lot of tension in that particular area simply because of the responsibilities that that we held there. Um, and I was used to getting, you know, some people were friendly and some people, you can tell the superficial um, interactions that go on. And some people, I can tell the interaction was a little overly nice simply because they wanted access to the gentleman that I was working with. They knew that I was the gatekeeper for him, so they had to be nice to me. But I I received something like just genuinely um, refreshing from you. And that made you, that, that put an imprint on me, which made me always recognize you when I saw you because you always recognized me when you saw me. That was always refreshing. So that was one of the first interactions that I recall us having. Oh, well, thank you, Tracy. That means so much. See, and that just goes to say you never know how you impact or you affect other people. Mm -hmm. And 
I think that after all these years, I'm just being me. I try to be that way to everyone. Um, so thank you so much for sharing that. And I will say that for me, what made an impression from you to me was um, when you worked in your second um, senior leader support role um, on a different floor. Mm -hmm. And I just remember Tracy is professional in every way, shape, or form. She was um, professional with the way she dressed, always dressed, you know, professionally to the T. She speaks impeccably, very clearly, and you articulate your messages very well. And um, in your work, the quality of your work, it was always, you know, you did what you said you were going to do, and you always did it with high quality. So it's like you could depend on you, you would get it done. And it was always well done. It wasn't like, well, here's 50%, you know, we'll tweak it up later. It was always your best work the first time. So it resonated with me that... <laughs> First impressions really matter and you take it seriously. And that just really always resonated with me that it's not for you. It's everything is always the first pass should be the best pass. Not I'll do, I'll do a mediocre job and fix it up later. It's this is your first impression. And it was always so well done. And that really always resonated with me. Like I said, not only because I could depend on you um, and you did what you said you were going to do. And it was always top quality. So that always resonated with me. And I, um, I really respect that. I respected you as a professional, you know, like I said, it doesn't matter where you worked in the organization, your level of professionalism that you um, exemplify in everything that you do, it just shines right out. And um, I just, like I said, always just respected that. Uh, thank you so much, Kelly. So I remember we have a, a, a mutual friend. Now I'm not sure if I can mention her name or not, but we have a mutual friend. And I remember this, this mutual friend and I, we were both at one point on this academic path where we were both attending school, the same school. And then we had this certain, I think we were both being too judgmental of ourselves. Like, hmm, I don't know about this school. Do I really want to go to this school? Because you know, it is kind of mostly online and maybe they don't take it as serious as another school. I don't know, but I remember us having this conversation. I'm driving out of the front gates one day and Kelly's driving in front of me and her plates, her back plates said an alumni of this school that we were both pew pewing <laughs> on. And I remember calling this mutual friend and said, guess who goes to that school? We're good now. Just keep going. And it was the funniest thing because we had this whole different outlook of the school because Kelly went there. And the funny thing is we, I know she and I both had this same love for Kelly. Like, oh my gosh, she so this, it was totally, what do you call it? Um, it was almost like a sign from God. <laughs> it, it was like we were we were what do you call it fanboy and we were just like oh, Kelly was just we fangirling. Had, fangirling. <laughs> we had heard all these different things and then we met her and then she she just has this this way about her and the joke I know I might have started this joke but I remember after getting to know Kelly and it was always hey I'm doing this 5k oh I'm doing this 10k and she would have you signed up for all these different things and I remember telling someone, you need to watch out for her. 
because she'll have you tight roping. She'll have you walking a tight rope in stilettos and you will really believe that you can do this stuff. Like you got to watch her. And so that's the inspiration that she gives. Walking a tight rope in stilettos is there's somebody out there that can do it. But by the you time Kelly, <laughs> by the time Kelly finishes with you, it's like, let's do it. Let's go. I'm, I'm ready to do it. You have this belief that I can do it. I can do anything. And that to me is just so, it's just, I'm going to keep using this word, but it's just refreshing. It's refreshing, not just because of the world that we live in, but just to narrow it down, the world that we work in. You just don't get that from most people. If they're interacting with you, they're interacting with you because they want something or they need something, whether it's a, a product or just some information. A lot of times it's just, I'm just doing this because, you know, we need to reciprocate some things here. But I just don't recall a time where I've felt that or I received that from Kelly. So we've had so many different levels of the the organization that we've both worked in and we've met each other at each place. And it's just been great each time. And I've had situations where there were some work things or work people that just didn't rub my delicate skin properly. And Kelly has been my go-to person because I, I know, and there are very few things that we know as humans, but I, this is one thing that I, I am very clear on. When I go to her, she's going to tell me, well, Tracy, you should have probably looked at this a different way, or let's look at it another way. But it's not team Tracy all the way. And yeah, girl, you were right. Nope, he was wrong. And that she, she, she gives it to me straight. And I am the type of person, I don't want to go to someone who's going to tell me that I'm right when, when I know that I'm not 100% right. Most of the time I am right. <laughs> sometimes I'm not so right. And, and she points that out to me and I, I appreciate it. It's, it's like a, a, a fair, she's very fair. And, and, you know, I'm talking as if you're not here. I'm sorry, Kelly, but you're a fair person. You're a genuine person. And I am one of your biggest fans. And I, I tell people that all the time. And I've had a conversation recently. I think I said the same thing to you, but I said it to my daughter um, that when I, you know, when things I'm going through things and I, I could be going through through moments or whatever it is, just going through life. And then I'll receive something from Kelly, whether it's something in the mail, a text message, an email. It's like these little love notes that she always remembers to send. And it almost puts me in tears because I feel like, oh my God, you know, just when I felt like nobody was paying attention, Kelly pops up. And, and I don't think that's a coincidence. I think that's, that's, it's intentional. She's, she's what I call an intentional friend, both at work, outside of work. She's, um, she's just marvelous. And I, and I appreciate it. So, Well, I think you're pretty marvelous too. And in that, you know, one thing I know is there's some people that, you know, got your back. Do you know what I mean? And you're yeah. one of those people and the trust is there. Reciprocal trust is there. 
the um, ability to confide in each other about, you know, like I said, we've been through a lot of things together, Mm -hmm. marriage, divorce, kids, Mm -hmm. losing our mothers, you know, Mm -hmm. um, work promotions, college graduations. We've been through a lot. And Mm -hmm. um, those are major life things that happen. And for me, those are the things that matter in life is who you call on, who you can depend on, who's going to be there for you when those life things happen. And as Sarah right. knows, um, my gauge with um, work friends is what, Sarah, what is it? Uh, whether or not she would attend your funeral. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Which the first time she told me that I was... I have to be honest, I was a little taken back because just of, you know, I agree with everything you were, you were just saying, Tracy, about Kelly. And I was like, she's just so positive and so freaking nice. Like I was suspicious when I first met her, like no one is this freaking nice all the time. Like, what's your deal? What, what meds are you on? Like, tell me what's the secret sauce. Right. But when she shared that with me a couple of months ago, the funeral thing, I was like, wow, I was like, okay. So she she is very friendly. She is very nice. She is very welcoming to everyone. But at the end of the day, she does have a threshold. She does have boundaries and she does is, is as I've gotten to know her better, she is more selective in what she really considers a true friend inside and outside of work. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yep. I remember that surprised her. (laughs) And I said, well, for me, the deciding (laughs) thing is because, you know, it's an emotional thing and uh-huh. to exuberate that emotion, you know, funerals are sad. It takes a lot out of you. I mean, after a funeral, I have to take a nap, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's draining. Yeah. So it's a big deal to go to someone's funeral, you know, take time out of your life. So anyway, so that's one of my deciding factors. Yeah. But one thing that I remember explicitly is um, we have some mandatory training and this was the sexual awareness month training or something like that. And uh-huh. I remember your daughter was just enrolling in one of the branches of the military. And this training was pretty raw. And they told us when you went in, you know, you had to swipe in. And if you leave, then they're going to cancel you out for the training. Well, Mm -hmm. this, because of what Tracy was going on in her life at that point in time, she was very emotional during this training she needed a tissue. So I went to get her a tissue and they're like, you know, like these people, these bodyguards or whatever, trying to block me from getting out. And they're like, you can't leave. And I said, my friend needs a tissue and I'm getting her a tissue and you will let me back in. Yeah. I remember that, that training, that was rough. I don't even want to think about that training. Yeah. She was headed to basic training and that was you know, that was a lot, but yeah, like, like Kelly said, we've gone through a whole lot of stuff together. Yeah. I was about to knock some people down and I'm not right. a violent person, but I'm like, my friend needs me, you know? Right. And, and I appreciate um, that too. Cause I was sitting there bawling like a baby. I wanted to get up and leave, but it, I don't, I don't think they should do that again. Like don't <laughs> tell people you, you have to sit through that type of trauma. Not cool. But, um, yeah, so we we've gone through a lot of things, and and you know Kelly has has nursed me through a lot of stuff, and and you know we have, and I know we've probably I don't think we've talked about this, but I believe just because of the way that humans are and the way that things work, we've probably had we've probably each had people say things to us about the other that we didn't agree with. 
where we had to turn that around and say, well, no, hold on. That's my friend. Because I've had, I've interacted with people, you know, had to work with people who wanted to come across and say something coarse. And I'm usually a stay in my lane type person. Um, sometimes that's good. Sometimes it's not so good because by me focusing on my own stuff and staying in my own lane, you know, something could come up on the side of me and blindside me. And that's happened a couple of times, but, um, staying in my lane, oftentimes for me, the benefit is I don't get caught up in that stuff, you know, the chitter chatter and what they call gossip and all that. I don't want to be a part of it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to get involved. And that's something I know <laughs> Kelly is very adamant about that. She's, she's not. But yeah, that's one thing that you, that that's another thing that I admire about Kelly. You're not going to her with gossip. She's not going to, you can start, but it won't go far. Like it's going to get cut off. So there was a, a, a particular time where I think, uh, I believe Kelly uh, once again had been, promoted to something else. She was just going higher and higher and higher. And I remember a, a person that, a, a mutual, I won't even call it a friend, obviously, but a person that we both know, a mutual acquaintance that we both know. And they had something, they wanted to get off their chest. And um, they started talking and they asked, <laughs> they asked me, um, you know, Kelly, you, you know her, don't you? I said, yeah, I do know Kelly. And then when I saw where the conversation was going, I was like, let me, I, I don't think I heard you. Yes, I know her. And that's a very good friend of mine. Go ahead. And that changed the whole conversation because they knew this is not a safe place. Like you're not, you're not about to land that nonsense on me. And I, you know, that, that I believe because of the type of woman that she is, and the type of friend that she is and the type of the, the way that she treats me, that does something for me. And in turn, that makes me feel a certain way and act a certain way and, and protect her in a certain way. Because I believe that is the responsibility of a friend. You're responsible for who is in your space. You're responsible for who you claim to love. Um, there is no, well, I just kind of stood there and I, I let it happen because I've had that happen to me at work where I, it is, it is my, my reputation and my role and my activities at that organization, that's on me. And it, I take it seriously. So when I can actually see someone trying to take stats at that or pull me down some kind of way, I can't take care of everyone. But I believe that my friends, you know, whether work friend, personal friend or what, you know, you may have, I believe, we have a responsibility to protect those that we, we claim to respect and love and, and honor in some kind of way. And so I've been attacked at work before, um, so-called behind my back. Of course, it got back to me, but I've had people, you know, step up and say, no, no, that's not the Tracy Dean I know. I was like, no, I don't think so. So I have no doubt that if that has happened, and it's probably happened simply because we work with humans, <laughs> I, I do believe that Kelly is, as, as we say, had my back on many occasions. So if I haven't said it before, let me say thank you very much. 
in advance for for being there for me. I greatly appreciate you. And um, considering the year that we came from, I think this is a great thing that you guys are doing here because what we are learning is very, very important to give, to say, I love you and I appreciate you to people now and not wait for things like funerals or retirements or they go off into another state and we never see them again or or leave the, the country and we never get to talk to them again. So I think this is a great opportunity to give Kelly some roses. And I, I, I thank you guys for pulling me in and let me be a part of it. I got roses for you too, Sarah, but right now we're focused on K Kelly, who I finally call KW, <laughs> KW. <laughs> <laughs> so. So um, something, another thing I wanted to talk about was um, I'll say the value of this relationship, this work BFF relationship that I'll say started by chance, you know, because it's by chance that we worked at the same place and how it has mm -hmm. evolved to a um, sincere friendship. And um, for me, what Tracy always helps me recognize is some of my own strengths that I don't even see. Like when she first started talking about my ability to motivate and inspire people to do things, to me, that just comes naturally. And then when she points it out and recognizes it, it recognizes the strengths that I have and that I share with other people naturally. So that she always reminds me of my uniqueness and the ways that about me and how I share it with other people. And, and that, so that is meaningful to me. That is a value because I think that we have a tendency to be critical of ourselves. So we're always looking inward at what can I do better? Or what did I do wrong? Or so it is refreshing to get that feedback from someone that is recognizing your strengths and how you share them with other people. And then one thing, I don't consider myself funny. I'm not a comedian. I don't naturally tell jokes. And um, Tracy tells me I'm funny all the time. <laughs> and you I'm like, funny. really? Why was that? How was that funny? Because <laughs> you are funny. That's the best funny that like the natural, the natural comedian. You're not even trying to be funny. <laughs> and you say some things. It's like, oh, my stars. Did she really just say that? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so that was um, something else I was thinking of, because I remember there was one of our directors, and um, I guess it was just a way that I, I kind of politely, professionally commanded him to go do something. <laughs> <laughs> and afterwards, you're like, you're so funny. And I'm like, what was funny? <laughs> Recognizing that, because I know um, I can laugh with people, but like I said, I don't consider, I don't consider myself naturally funny, because I just, I'm not quick-witted. I don't think of the funny thing to say, but mm -hmm. I guess I just have a funny way about my, we'll call them Kelly-isms. That makes mm -hmm. me funny. So I do appreciate that. I was thinking also about when we were talking about, you know, how our work BFF and our friendship has evolved over time. And I go back to, you know, it happened by chance and like people are drawn to people. And it is very interesting how in those moments that, you know, sometimes I just wake up on a Sunday morning and I'll send a text, you know, out of nowhere, it's like checking on Tracy, how she's doing. And I, I do think that is the universe at work. So I think that, um, you know, 
there's a connection there. And for whatever reason, you know, I remember one time, I think you had some stomach issues or something out of nowhere. I'm like, Tracy, you feeling okay? So Mm -hmm. um, just, you know, being that friend to check in and and listen to those things when the universe is poking at you, you should respond. And um, that's what I try to do. And I see that, you know, even if our careers took us to different places, geography, or, you know, organizations or whatever, I think that we would still remain friends. And I'm going to say to the end, you know, Mm -hmm. I I can't see that this is something that would fizzle out. You know how sometimes that happens, um, friendships, they start and they evolve and then they fizzle out. But I am that person who always stays in touch So I always tell people, I'm like, oh, no, no, we're friends now. So that means we're always friends. (laughs) We have a responsibility to each other. (laughs) Right. And I'm going to be the one that's going to be saying, hey, I know it's been six years since we (laughs) saw each other, but we should get together. (laughs) Right. (laughs) We should do this. Another funny thing I was remembering was when Tracy was in college and um, she, it was a social media project. I think you had to work on. Oh my God. You, yes. You worked on it and you worked on it and you were just struggling. You just couldn't quite get it over the finish line. And um, you sent me a note and said, can I get some help on this project? And I'm like, yeah, when's it due? And she's like, midnight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, tonight, <laughs> Sunday at midnight. Yeah. So, you know, I'm like, sure, send it over. We got online and you worked on it. She was able to get a pretty decent project to turn in. But, you know, that's just one of those moments that, you know, stick out is, you know, when a friend is in need or even a colleague, even if it was a presentation that I needed to do for work the next day, um, you can always call and say, you know, can I, can you dry run this with me? Can I yeah. run this by you? And um, so that one social, I'll never forget that. Well, when's it do? Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have plenty of those. Um, yeah, to, to piggyback on the value of this, this friendship, this interaction that we have, there's been a lot. There's been a whole lot of value just to me professionally and to me personally. And um, I, I feel, I know that you have helped me grow in so many different areas and you helped me see things in a different way. And as I said, when I first met you, I saw, I could see clearly and I felt you saw me. And it was the weirdest thing because it was just your interaction with me. And it's almost like you went straight for like my brain. Like you, you wanted to see what was going on up in here. It was, it was one thing to be a nice person and to be dressed a certain way, but you immediately sought to connect with my intellect. And when I first began at that organization, one of the most motivating things to me was, cause I've, I've always been in love with academics and learning but I didn't know that I didn't, I I had these feelings and these actions that I would do. And it wasn't until I got to that organization that I realized, oh my God, that's what it is. I have a love for learning. I'm always gonna wanna learn. I'm always gonna be in school. I'm gonna be that 70 something year old woman taking a course because that's just, you know, that's just me. So I didn't know that quite about myself and then when I when I met Kelly, she kind of poked in on that. And she was like, oh, so what is it that you're doing? What are you going to school for? And, the, and she would ask these questions. And her questions 
helped me learn certain things about myself. Um, so she was one of those people in that organization that helped me grow. And that's always appreciative. And my academic journey while I was there, <clears throat> I've always been adamant about my academics, always. And I remember one thing, and, and, and it's not a joke, and I would say to my kids sometimes, listen, I'm in school right now. Like, don't even try it. Like, you guys like to act up around finals time. We're not having it. I will mow you down. I am not playing. <laughs> you better get out of my way. <laughs> Nothing comes in, in, the, in, in the path of my, my final exams. And so I would say it, of course, in a nice way, but that was my thing. Nothing is coming before these academics. And when I finally finished, you know, I, I finished one degree and then went immediately into the other. When I first got to the organization, I was learning myself and being around all these individuals who were just so highly educated. It was just motivating to me. It was not intimidating at all. What motivated me was my bottom line was I will not be the lowest educated person in my group. I will not. So I had this path that I was on and it was just up. It, it, it consumed a lot of my, my thoughts, my actions, everything that I did was based around, I got a goal and I'm going to reach it. When I reached that goal for that, that get finally obtaining my master's degree, I was just so proud of myself and I didn't care who knew who celebrated. I didn't care. This was for me to do. And I did that. So I remember turning in my last paper, my final paper. And I reached out to Kelly and I was like, I don't think I know what to do. I, I, I just submitted my last paper. And it's like, I'm just sitting here like, I don't know what to do. And so it took me a minute to, to feel a certain way. So, and Kelly, you know, congratulations. Oh, you did great and all that, but she didn't, it wasn't, you know, it's via text message. So you couldn't, you could only get so much of the feeling. So in comes the next day or so, I go into the organization. The moment I walk in the door, in the lobby, there's a big old sign that she created for me that she hung up in the, in the, in the lobby. And so as I'm walking in and I see it and I'm all teary eyed and I'm smiling and someone comes in and they don't know me and they're like, you must be Tracy, huh? Congratulations. <laughs> I go up to the floor that I work on and the whole hallway is decorated with signs that she made for me, congratulating me for finishing this, you know, this big, you know, accomplishing this big task. And, and then I had some in my office. It was just really, really crazy but it was so touching. And I remember telling that to um, some of my family members and, and they were like, oh my gosh, she's so sweet. Is she crushing on you? And I'm like, that's just, how, <laughs> that's just how we are. I'm like, she just, that was just a big deal to me. And I just, I, and I'm sure I told Kelly over and over, thank you, that was so sweet. But I left those, all those decorations stayed up for at least, at least a week or so. And no one complained about it. No one tried to take them down. It was just so thoughtful. And there were people who didn't know that I was on that path and that I had completed it. But because she put those signs up everywhere, I had people dropping into my <laughs> office, congratulating me and giving me little cards and stuff. It was just so sweet. So, 
Yeah, that was that was very, very memorable. And that to me shows how you valued me and what I was going through and that struggle to juggle work and family life and school and all of that. So that was just that was just great to me. That's a great memory that I have. Well, I'm glad. And it, like I said, it, it's about celebrating those big things and sharing those big things. And um, we met through work, but mm-hmm. we have a friendship that has evolved and we can mm-hmm. rely on each other and depend on each other and lift each other up and consult each other. Like I said, celebrate the wins. That was a huge accomplishment. I've been there. So I know what a big deal it is. And you worked really, really, really hard. It wasn't like, oh, just laissez-faire. You know, I'm just going to get this master's degree. I mean, you put in a lot of hard work and I just was so proud of you and I wanted you to be proud of yourself. So, all right. So I do have a question, a final question for you guys, as we wrap up this episode is what advice would you give other women who may not have a work BFF in the workplace? What advice would you give them to either uh, seek one out or perhaps just take more time to be supportive of other women in the workplace and, and start just generating more meaningful relationships? I would say the former and the latter. I would I would suggest to seek one out. Um, start with the foundation that you have. Look for another professional woman who has those professional and some personal qualities that you either see in yourself or want to build and or enhance in yourself. Um, go for someone who the easiest way to put it is go for that person who is where you want to be. And that person who they may not have that exact role that you want to be in, but they, they represent those qualities, those professional qualities. And they have those, those attributes that you want in yourself. And for, for those women who, you know, may be in those positions where they feel like they're at the top of their game you know, they should also have a a work BFF, but you can also utilize yourself by just reaching back and helping someone who's a novice, you know, helping one of the the, the younger newcomers into the organization. There are plenty of young women who, who need mentors and who need work BFFs and who need other people to, to sow into them and who to, to believe in them and feed into them. And, using myself as an example. That's what I felt when, like I said, when I first met Kelly, she saw me. She didn't look at me as just, you know, a new scrub in the organization. She she directly focused on me and who I was. And a lot of young women need that. So at all levels, we can help someone. We can seek a BFF, whether we're at the top of our game or almost there or just beginning that path we all need to have that one person or even that gaggle that we go to and, you know, feed off of each other and and feed into each other. That's great, Tracy. I really like the way that you shared all of that. And I would close with if you don't have a work BFF, of course, I just want to say get one, (laughs) but it's easier said than done. And some people have a mindset that, you know, I come to work to work. I don't come to work to have friends. I'm there to do just what I'm there to do and leave. 
And that is one mindset, but I really think that someone could be selling themselves short of the benefit and the values to be gained out of having a work BFF. And I hope from this episode that we were able to articulate the beauty that we bring to the work BFF relationship and how it can grow and how it can evolve over the years. And to tell you the truth, I don't even know how many years we've been friends. It's just been, you know, life, life happening. Mm -hmm. So that's, I would say, if you don't have one, um, and your mindset is, I don't come to work to have friends, maybe give it a shot, you know, because there is value to be um, gleaned and gained out of having these work BFF relationships at work. Agreed. Well, thank you so much, Tracy, for joining us. I just, it was interesting to learn the origin of your two stories, because, you know, I'm, I'm friends with you both, but I've never really known, like, how you guys really got to know each other at work and, and how your relationship has really grown grown and evolved over the last several years and from probably a colleague to a work BFF. So thank you so much for taking the time to share that. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much. I appreciate both of you having me here and being able to, again, probably sprinkle a few roses on, on Kelly in the process. So thank you ladies. Thank you. Well, Kelly, that was a really enlightening episode. It was really interesting for me to learn more about your relationship with Tracy and how it's evolved over the last several years, knowing both of you as uh, individual colleagues. So I found it very fascinating to learn a little bit more about you guys and to hear the different stories that uh, different pivotal moments of your friendship and work friendship that have happened over the last several years. Thank you, Sarah. I really hope that the episode resonates with uh, many listeners out there who may or may not have a work BFF. I hope for those that do, they were like, yeah, that's it. That's what it's (laughs) like. And those who don't, maybe are like, huh, maybe I should get a work BFF because I do think that there is value to having a work BFF. All right, guys. So that wraps up our very special episode number 20, part one. Please be sure to check out your favorite podcast app later this week for part two. And not only is this episode special because it is episode 20 for us, but it's also going to be the end of our season one. We're wrapping up our first season with this episode, and we will be back later this summer with some more good work BFF content for you guys. So as always, Thank you so much for listening to us. We appreciate you for being a part of our Work BFF Mentoring Tribe. And remember, our movement grows through not only your support of our show, but by all of us supporting other women at work through our mentorship and friendship. We would love for you to follow us on social media, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram, The Mentoring Lab Podcast. Tune in later this week for episode... 20 part two and hear about sarah and her work bff ashley's story 